three money traps to avoid by age. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Yeah, Brian, I think it's so interesting. You know, this show, it kind of, it kind of came about organically, you know, as we were sitting around as a content team talking talking about, you know, what are some things that we see and that we notice out there? We started kind of telling some stories. And as we were telling the stories, we saw, started seeing some common themes be laid over. Well, you know, this stuff is good because if, if we could educate people on some of these things that they should be aware of, some of these traps they should recognize – it will set them up to be better consumers moving forward. Yeah, I want I want to essentially inoculate everybody to some of the tactics, the tricks, the manipulations that sales professionals use against you. And then we it hit us while we were kind of talking about this and going through because we came up with originally five. Then we figured out some of these were related really to three things. Sure. So we brought it down to three. But then we were like we were like this every age is different mm-hmm. because in your twenties, as we'll get into. They appeal to your emotion of pride that sure. you deserve this. You're at this point. But when you get older, they try to scare you to death with fear. They're yep. still feeding off of the same type of emotions. It's just different components. One's yep. pride, one's fear. So we he's like, let's do this by age. So let's not only inoculate them to the big things they need to look out for, the big traps. You know, So Wiley e. Coyote has set these things up. I want you to be the roadrunner. I want these things to bounce off of you and, and you know, and, and, and you just come out the other side completely unta- untouched. I love it. We're going to we're going to teach you guys how to be the roadrunner. That's fantastic. <laughs> so let's jump into the first one. Um pride and fear, Bo. Yeah, this this is one. I think that it's uh maybe it's the easiest to see when you step away from it because yeah. I think we can all relate to it. At any point throughout our financial journey, all of us have either succumbed to some level of pride or succumbed to some level of fear and allowed it to inform our decision-making. Well, I think the pride, just because I want to go a little deeper, pride is, you know, you should to, to be successful, you need to look this way. Yeah, or you should reward yourself. It's, it's all playing upon the vanity sure. of success and what it looks like. Yep. And then fear, look, I know you dislike pain. I don't, you don't like risk because it could hurt. Do this and you'll avoid that. That's yep. how they play off of fear and pride the same way. Or, or hey, you better 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 watch out because this thing is coming. And if you don't have this these magic beans that I'm selling, you're going to be left out to dry. And then the number two thing that we have is it's a mistruth or a manipulation. And, and the, typically the mistruth will have a kernel of truth to it. That's right. So that way it sounds like it's right and sounds like it's accurate. But there's a manipulation that kind of at the last minute takes it into an unhealthy place. Yeah, there, when we were talking through, Brian, I think there were two that we see with this all the time. The very first one, and we see this in our industry all the time, someone will say, hey, hey, you don't pay me. You don't pay me for my services. Which is true. The company pays me. So I'm doing this just out of the goodness of my heart. And don't worry, it's in your best interest because the company's paying me, you're not paying me. But the truth of the truth of the matter is, is that it's built in the price of the right. product. So even though they are true, they're not directly being paid by you. The money you're paying it is just going to the company. Exactly it's just right. going from it's going instead of going A to B, it's going A to C because it's right. going A B to C. And then also, you you know, I and this one cracked me up. I had a, a client, a brand new prospect at the okay. time. He's became a client. And he kept telling me, his advisor would say, because uh, I looked at the account statement, I said, give me your account statements for the last four years. He sent them to me, and I was like, do you realize how much money you've lost? I mean, because you, you've you lost money here, you've lost money there. You're way down in these accounts. So he takes this back to his current advisor, and his advisor, with a straight face, was like, you haven't lost anything. You don't lose until you actually sell. Oh, okay. And I was like, no, that's not – if you look at it from 1231 of – 2018 to 1231 to 2019, if it dropped 25%, even lo- if you didn't sell it, your purchasing power You've got greatly diminished. So, it, 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 But those are things, those are mistruths mm-hmm. and manipulations that I see that out there. They have a kernel of truth to them. I think that's and then great. here's the big one. Number three, because when we were kind of, if you, when we were looking through the age, by age groups, 
This one probably is the biggest, and it's the most sinister one because you don't even realize it's going on. This is under the surface. It's built into us because we're human creatures. We're emotional creatures. We're herd animals. So these are things that have seeped into our unconsciousness without us even realizing yep. it. So let's, let's kind of play in this. First thing, this is a manipulation that is built upon the invisible social contract. Come try our free samples. Yeah, I think this one seems pretty innocent, right? Because we think I'm about this. I, you know this. <laughs> I fall prey to this one every time. I've watched it. Every time that you and I have ever gone to a fudge shop or an ice cream shop or something like that, and they give away samples, it, it's a guarantee. Like, it's not even a question. If Brian Preston takes a sample of ice cream, he's going to buy it. He could be full to the brim, but because of that unspoken social contract, you're going to buy ice cream if you take a sample. Well, it's one of those things I think people know. When you do something for somebody, you kind of feel obligated. Yeah. We're all super nice. We want to do the right thing. So retailers take advantage of that. And we're going to talk to you on later in the episode as we get by age. It's not just ice cream. It's not just fudge. This thing can deal with huge aspects of your financial life we want to insulate you from. It's also... I want to pick on you young people. I, I, by the way, you, you don't officially count as a young person anymore, but you're younger than me, so I get so to I'm point at you okay. for this. This, Because um, I do think, feel like there's to make the world a better place if you just act this way with your money oh, and yeah. your resources. Yeah, no, I have a lot of friends who feel this way. They only buy this thing because of the way it does this or shop for this company or not use this company. And it's almost like there's some guilt and shame associated. Well, if you're not doing this, then you're doing something wrong. And it's this unspoken social contract that exists that uh, it, it, either the consumption decisions you make are benefiting something out here, or if you don't behave that way, it's hurting something over here. And it's really... It's really interesting how that's happened. It just shows you how powerful marketing yeah. and a narrative can be when it comes to our consumption decisions. And that leads to the last one that we'll get into greater detail on, but it's that underhanded way that to be good, you have to do it a certain way. Like to be a good parent, oh, you will act in this way. Yeah, to be an active older adult, you'll probably want to buy this product. Yep. All these things are completely invisible social contracts that are manipulating yep. you into action on things. And then, Bo, give them the... We had two honorable mentions that we thought they might stand on their own, but when we looked at them, we were like, no, these are kind of sweeteners that salespeople use in addition to some of these other layered cakes. Yeah, there were these two other tactics that we saw. One of them was scarcity, this idea that, hey, you better act now or you better do something quickly or else it's going away, or else you're not going to have time, or else fill in the blank. There's an artificial sense of scarcity that's created. And then the other is just flat-out creative math. Yeah. Mathematicians have figured out how they can either stretch out terms or change interest rates or do some sort of creative math to make you think that the thing you're doing or the thing you're purchasing isn't quite as bad as maybe it really may be. Well, you just got your, your, your car service yep. recently, and you said they had somebody from the sales department sitting in the service oh, yeah. bay, and as soon as you pulled up, they pulled up your VIN number, and they're like, hey, for $28 more, we get you in a brand new brand one. Brand new car. And Twice even though you're Because what was your car? Four, three years old? Four years yeah, old? Yeah, 2017, yeah. $28 more. So how do you think they do it? They were doing creative math exactly by right. extending out. You'd probably be paying on that house for, I mean, that car for seven oh, years. Oh, yeah, I'm certain <laughs> I mean, they were going to be extending it out. So what's crazy, and I mentioned this, I've already alluded to it, is that what is really scary is that we can give you each of these individual concepts, but that's not how they're brought to you. They're actually usually layered on top of each other. And we just want to kind of give you an education, an understanding, because an educated consumer is going to be the best consumer to make sure you don't fall prey to these things. And by the way, a lot of these things we're going to be covering today, they're not necessarily bad. No. I mean, like when we get into to house purchases, even car purchases, um, and, and life decisions like life insurance. A lot of this stuff is very healthy, very good, but you have to insulate yourself to know where is the healthy range of how to use this versus the manipulations that take me too far out and actually are hurting my back pocket or hurting my bank account to where it's bad for my family. That's what we want to differentiate and talk about today. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of walk through how each of these traps manifest at different age ranges, right? Because it, it, it looks a little bit different. Mistruths and manipulation are different for someone in their 20s than someone in their 40s. So if we can equip you to understand what that looks like, hopefully it can inoculate, inoculate you from some of that risk. So let's jump right in here to the 20s. 20s, these are the, the traps to avoid. And this is what I think about is interesting is that when you're in your 20s, 
Okay, don't get mad at me for saying this because I am an older guy now. I'm you getting older. At, you just looked at the back of the studio I, I, I when know. you said that. <laughs> you're you're young and eager, and sometimes when you're young and eager, you don't know what you don't know, yep. and you're so you're, you you want to kind of fake it until you make it. Of course, yeah. And retailers can can spot that you're green on some decision making, yep. life decision making, that they exploit your lack of knowledge. Absolutely. So they totally play upon those weaknesses. And then here's another one that retailers will take advantage of before we jump into the specifics. You're fearful of missing out. Remember, we're herd animals. Mm -hmm. And who are the scariest herd animals out there? Teenagers and early 20s. I mean, as soon as my daughter turned into a teenager... Something changed, All of a sudden, sudden, she wants to blend in with the hardwoods as much as possible. Like, whenever we pull up to her school, Dad, cut down the radio. Cut down (laughs) the radio. I don't want anybody to hear that we actually listen to music in this vehicle. I mean, it is one of those things that you have to think about all these things. So to keep those primary voices from telling you to buy stuff that'd be inappropriate, let's talk about these three big categories. The first one, Bo. Pride and fear. How, do, how does this play out for somebody in their 20s? Yeah, I think what's really interesting is that we're talking about this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We oh, talked yeah. about this. By, by the way, we, we F- want to we give F- you guys a little scoop. F-T-E-D. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. We asked him in the pre-show meeting. We were like, Daniel, I, I know frogs. You, you, sometimes you have to kiss a few frogs to get to a prince. That, that's the whole thing. That I guarantee you, whenever the artists that created this slide, that's what they were, they were counting on that. And we asked Daniel... Daniel, how in the world does this relate to pride and fear? And he says, it's a prideful-looking frog. <laughs> I kid you so not. When Daniel says it, we're like, okay, I guess we'll go for that. All right, roll we'll with it. it All right, show. Daniel, we'll, we'll stay with the prideful-looking the prideful looking frog that, that's on here wearing the crown. Anybody out there in podcast world, I'm sorry you're missing this awesome-looking frog picture that we have. But keep going, Bo. So one of the things we talked about is, is how, how do these, manip- how, how do these uh, tactics creep in, you know, what sort of the entry point that they come in. And we thought about with those in the 20s, when it comes to pride and fear, it's really most often a play on the ego. Yeah. It's a play on the, hey, you deserve this. There's some entitlement. There's a reward. Or there's this concept of, you know, YOLO, you only live once. And because of that, marketers and financial product pushers recognize I can capitalize that on that for on that for 20 year olds. The first thing that drives me crazy about young folks, and this sounds so negative, but it's because I'm trying to help you, is that a lot of young people are like, why would I save for the future? I could die tomorrow. That's right. Let me go ahead and ruin this misconception for you. Odds are you're gonna live to be at least 80 years old. Just and because that's where the actuarial tables have you, you better start planning that you'll live to be 80. So yep. when you hear you only live once Yeah, you only live once to 80. So you better start thinking about, don't use that to let a retailer try to convince you to buy stuff you cannot actually afford because it's going to blow you up in a lot of ways. So let's think about some examples of where we see this. Here's a real easy one. Whenever you go to like your clothing store, have you ever noticed, and I don't know when the last time you bought a suit was, but I know when I used to buy suits, they'll say, hey, why don't you try this on? Let's put this on you. And they'll walk you over to the mirror and then they will just start unloading the compliments on you about how fit you look and how wonderful you look and how it's the perfect and da-da-da-da-da. They're doing that because they know they can play in your ego. Even though you might not be able to afford that suit or that jacket or that whatever you just put on, man, you look so good, you'd be crazy not to buy well, it. Well, they're also, I mean, and I don't mean to go ahead and bring in another concept, but it is true. When somebody, a sales clerk is working for you and they say, hey, how does that fit? Can I bring you a different size? Mm-hmm. They're also creating an unseen social contract because if you feel like they're doing this person's working really hard for you, you're more inclined to also purchase. So it definitely comes into play. You feel like a sense of what success looks like. Advertisers are playing upon that ego or that insecurity that you might have. Here's another one, Bo, where you go to college. Oh, yeah. I know in in high school – you hyper-focus on, I've got to go to the best schools. And parents, by the way, are guilty of this, mm-hmm. too. It's not just you guys in your 20s. It's also the parents that are thinking about this. Little-known fact, of the 10 biggest public companies in the United States, eight of the CEOs went to public universities. I'm going to say, say that again. Of, of the 10 largest companies in America, eight of the 10 CEOs Went, went to public, to a public school. Didn't go to some private school. Didn't go to some super unique, prestigious school. Just a public university. So think about that. And I mean, the stats, I mean, that's a pretty stark reality if you're going to talk to him. But it's still, it's about 50-50 in general on success. So I would say that that shows that the data points say, 
just because you spend a lot more on what you perceive to be better doesn't necessarily, but there has been a kind of a manipulation in making that feel like it's your pride that you went to the best school. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Now, I have a, huge, a lot of pride for the University of Georgia because that's where you know we obviously went to school. But to my knowledge, I don't think that a client has ever hired us to be their advisor because of the school that we went to. It's and true. so if you imagine, if you have something like that that's not really paying dividends years into your career, it might not make sense to go rack up tons of student loan, loans that you're going to be paying for years into your yeah. career simply for that reason to stroke the pride and ego. Well, that leads to next, mistruths and manipulations. Yep. And here's, like I said, they always enter. The reason we have a slide of a, a thing of raw corn is because there's always a kernel of truth. You know, it's just like all good comedy is funny because there's, there's just a, a touch of, of something it. truth to it. Well, it's the same way with manipulation on you. Because here's the thing. Here's the examples. You can afford anything one month at a time. I've, I've got so many friends and families who fall prey to that. I'll say, oh my gosh, wow, you bought that. How do you afford that? Oh, you, how do I afford it? It's only $100 a month. I just yeah. financed it for the next 18 and a half years. No, no big deal. It, like I said, they are out there to make you feel like anything is possible if you're just willing to finance it. Yep. It doesn't mean you can necessarily afford it. Social media influencers. I mean, here's the thing. We just had the Oscars not too long ago, and there was an article where I think Every celebrity or presenter got a bag of like $255,000 worth of swag or something like that. And it had like plastic right? surgery, had a yacht, a trip. Why are they doing this stuff? Is because these guys get it free because then they're going to pitch it mm-hmm. or sell it because they know that a lot of people are going to see people who are these influencers on social media and so forth. And they're going to say, well, if it's good enough for them, I ought to do that. It not only is a mistruth or manipulation, but it's also playing upon your pride. So these things are definitely being layered and, and using that against you. This is, a, this is a brief aside, but I think about all the time, you know, you hear people talk about on social media, that's really the highlight reel of most, people, most people's lives. And it's kind of true. It is the highlight reel. What I think is so funny is there's been this new thing that sprung up, and specifically this is on Instagram. Uh, there's an Instagram handle where uh, I'm, I'm not going to give them a pitch, but uh, they actually catch videos of people out in the wild taking pictures, like some, you know, body, like taking a ridiculous picture in the middle of, the, of a street in New York with cars flying by, trying to get that perfect image. Well, when you step away and see the reality of what that looks, looks like, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. So well, we you can, saw, we went to D.C. too, not too oh, long ago. Yeah. All the people posing with the landmarks in kooky, crazy ways uh-huh. so they could put it on the gram was kind of funny. Exactly. Uh, I do want to do one other manipulation before we move on from this. Have you noticed how easy all the shopping websites, including Instagram, now have a shop feature yep. where people are influencers and others, and now it's just basically a one-click purchase. That's exactly That's right. another manipulation. Even Tesla. I love Tesla. You guys know I can't say anything bad, but even they have gotten in trouble because they created within their app an upgrade on all the software just with a click of a button. Why do you think Amazon has a buy now button or they they let you go put on your detergent, just a click button uh-huh. kind of looks like this where you click it and all of a sudden the stuff's just going to show, up, show at up your at your house. It's because it, it, anything that can grease the skids or manipulate uh, manipulate you to do the retail transaction even easier. And then that also, I want to close it out last thing because we kind of hit on this previously with Prod. Student loan debt. I mean, it is a manipulation in some ways, especially on majors that are not going to pay dividends. That, that's what I think is so. Not every major, not every career path is a surefire path to success. But man, when you sit down with the admissions officer or whoever's the advocate for the school, they're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you why this, you have to go to this school and pursue this major and have this degree so that you can have this path. As, as two folks who work with very successful people all over the country from all walks of life, there is no singular path to success. So don't fall prey to thinking you have to follow some certain line to get there. No, I think the biggest thing, this is the best advice I can give you. Find out what your world class at, be in the top 5% of it, and you'll make money at it. Exactly there right. are people that are making money as long as you're just world class, you can exploit that talent. Love it. So let's move on to invisible social contract. This is... You feel like there is, this is the entry point is there's a desire to reciprocate and do good. Yeah, that was that whole, you know, that sort of uh, unspoken moral obligation to influence society by the way you make your purchase decisions. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not just young people, but 
Well, virtue, like virtue signaling is legit. I mean, right. I will tell you, I have at least three pairs in my closet of Tom shoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we went through a whole phase. And then there's right. this there's this commercial on TV right now that every time it comes on while we're watching cable news, my wife goes, she kind of rolls her eyes because it's two surfer guys that are shirtless. They're supposedly cleaning up all the waters in the ocean and cleaning up trash. If you buy this bracelet that they're selling made out of their recycled plastics. But it's just the way they're presenting how they care, and they do care for the world, I'm sure, but why is it shirtless? Uh Why are they, you know, what it looks like to me, and don't get mad at me because, guys, I want to change. I donate a lot of money to making the world a better place, too. But there's a part of me, the cynical side is like, are these two surfers that just figured out a way to kind of virtue signal Uh their way into surfing the world as well as creating, good for them for figuring out, but I just want you to know, this is what's the manipulation or the invisible contract that's being played upon you. And there's even another one uh, that we see all the time, and, and it's this unspoken assessment that when you're in your 20s, when you're young, when you have no, you're carefree and no obligations, you got to go do that big thing. You got to go backpack Europe and spend a month over, you know, somewhere else in some other part of the world. Uh, and a lot of folks feel like, oh, well, I have to do that because that's where I'm in life. And they're for, not forced, but they are coerced into making very poor financial decisions because that's what society expects of them in that stage of life. Because they think it's scarcity. It's, that, right. it's that you're only in your 20s once, so you, you YOLO, you only live <laughs> once, so you better make it work. The problem is, is look, and I want you to have that bedazzled lifestyle in your mm-hmm. 20s, but what I mean by that is it better be basic, but you're putting a lot of sparkles on your basic genes, meaning that you are going out there, going and creating memories, but you don't have to go spend a ton of money to exactly do it. Right. Please enjoy your 20s because you only get them once, but do it reasonable. If you're financing your vacations on credit card debt, probably doing it wrong and you're probably being manipulated with this invisible social contract of what things look like. It's the same thing, but with weddings. Weddings are a big big one. one. It's not only for the the 20-year-olds, it's also for the parents. Is because, and I couldn't believe this, Daniel shared with me in his research that the Average wedding is now close to thirty-four thousand. I don't even thirty-four thousand dollars. I don't know that I believe that. And, and if it's true, um, I remember my wedding, and it was quick. It was like over in like a matter of a couple hours. If you even remember your wedding, like I didn't even get to eat at my wedding. We spent all this money on food. I didn't get to eat it because you're walking around shaking hands, thanking everybody mm-hmm. for coming. It was it was a it was great. Don't get me wrong. Love that I've been married for. I'm in my 22nd year of marriage. But the wedding was a blur and very expensive. It was one of those things because my wife's family did save some money. Sure. As a money person, I was already had my eyes on if we eloped. Nope, we spent every penny of a good bit of that money. So it's um I can't, but it was nowhere near thirty four thousand. But a lot of that is because this this uh, imaginary social contract exists. It says that oh well, I have to have the wedding and I have to have the gown and we have to have the food and we have to have the things. Maybe you don't really have to have those things. No, and this is and that ties into the have to. I think for twenty year olds, and I, I hate to keep picking on you guys, but I talked about this in another show. Where one of the things that drives, and I think it's that invisible social contract. A lot of you guys, you've been in school since kindergarten. You graduate college, you're like, man, I have done it. I have accomplished something that is that invisible social contract. This is my time to finally reward myself for all the hard work. And essentially, you're dumping the Gatorade jar bottle on yourself, the, the big canister Gatorade, but you've only made it through the first quarter. You have not won the game. So buying the fancy whip, you know, going out there and buying the designer stuff, you haven't earned it yet. Yes, you've done an accomplishment. Take some wins off that, but do not get yourself in a pickle of a situation just because you're doing a touchdown dance at the end of the first quarter. I love it. All right, so let's now let's shift, Brian. Let's talk about some of the traps to avoid in your 30s. Now, yep. perhaps this is because I'm in my 30s. Uh, I feel like the 30s is a really hard one because mm-hmm. in your 20s, you're kind of figuring things out, starting out. You don't have a lot of resources behind you, so it's hard to get yourself into a lot of, you know, sort of sort of bad decisions. But in your 30s, you've got some wisdom, you've got some experience, potentially you've even had some success, so you can start doing some other things. So I feel like, remember how like in the desert, like all the little things, they started looking like a giant turkey leg? When, or when you're hungry and thirsty? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like as a, someone in my 30s, I am, to all retailers, all sellers of everything out there, I'm just a giant turkey leg. Well, it's, it's hard because there's several factors, behavioral factors that are going on. When you're in your 30s, like you said, you have some experience. You start getting some zeros in the bank accounts. 
that plays on you two ways. You have more retailers chasing you, more salespeople. But the second thing is, I will tell you in my 30s, and I get to look back on this, I get the benefit of it, but it's kind of high school reinvented with more zeros because now you're getting into games of what type of car do you drive? Mm -hmm. Which street do you live on? And these are not, you know, back in high school, it was the labels on your jeans. Now it's how nice is your car and your house? We're talking about a lot bigger zeros here. How about what daycare your kids So, I mean, this stuff all plays in. The kids, where your kids go to, the parenting, all these things can be so scary that that you really are – kind of a zebra out in the middle of a field and there is surrounded by lions that are looking to turn you into big game mm-hmm. and hang you up on the wall yep. after they eat you. I don't know how <laughs> lions are hunting and then you know to, using taxidermy, but in my analogy, that all somehow works together. So let's talk about pride and fear. And what, what do we mean in your 30s? This is, because that's what I was alluding to, keeping up with the Joneses. Not only do you have an entire industry pushing this on you with the prod component, the ego component, but you're kind of putting this on yourself a little bit too. You start to see folks like, oh, well, that person has this or has done this or has accomplished that. And you start to say, well, I... I should have that. I've yeah. gone through, I've worked just as long and I've done all the things. Why, why wouldn't I be in the same situation? And you get in this horrible trap of comparing yourself to all those folks around you. And it's amazing that that really does steal a lot of joy out of your life yeah. when you let the pride influence your decisions other than what really matters to you. Well, and this is also the first decade where it's not only the pride where your ego is getting appealed to, they're also going to scare you to death. Mm-hmm. Fear is going to become a very effective sales tactic because you're going to worry as a parent, am I doing everything I'm supposed yep. to? Do I send my kids to the best pre-K? Best, yep. Do I send my kids to, should I buy life insurance on my baby? I mean, these are all the things. That it, there's a lot of stuff. Pretty much anything kid-related, they're scaring the heck out of you. Even to the uh, way you think about parenting your kids, you know, do we feed them this kind of food? Do we have this kind of discipline? Whatever the case may be, society and others are just very quick to try to influence the way that you make those decisions. So it's something you have to be aware of. Well, and like I said, they layer these tactics, so you can also pivot then to the mistruths. And think about, because staying on the tactic where you have a spouse, you have children, Think about the mistruth or manipulation that goes with life insurance. Oh, we, yeah. we know you need life insurance. As soon as you have a spouse and children that are counting on your income stream, you do need life insurance. But what do insurance sellers do? They don't focus on the low-cost term insurance that should replace your income. Yep. They try to sell you all the bells and whistles of whole life or some high expensive permanent value life insurance. That's a manipulation that not only is doing a a little bit of a mistruth, but it's also layering in there some of the fear components that we talked about in Pride and Fear. Yeah, and I think two of the the mistruths, and this kind of comes into that creative math. It's the example you said, when I went and took my car in, they actually had a salesperson in the bay walking around. They told me I could trade in my three-year-old car for a brand new car that, according to them, was twice as expensive, <laughs> and it was only going to cost me $28 more a month for what my original payment was before you know before we paid off the car. And I just think that's insane because yeah. obviously they were stretching out the loan. They were doing all kinds of crazy You never math. would actually own the car. No, you would just be borrowing it and faking it to tell all your friends, hey, look at my you know fancy new car. I think a lot of 30 or a lot of folks in that situation that weren't financially minded what is it? Oh, yes, yeah, sign me up. 30 bucks a month? Easy. I can do that, no problem. So don't let somebody try to sell you a lifestyle at 100 bucks at a time right. because it is very, you want to have an ownership lifestyle, a net worth mindset, not off of how much you can afford. Yep. And that kind of leads to the next one I always see is mortgage companies talking about conflict of interest. Oh, yeah. What is the first thing you have to do? You have to go to a real estate agent, but then to show some houses to you, they want to see something from a bank. Which says how much you're, how much you're uh, already been, kind of pre-authorized mm-hmm. to borrow from the mortgage companies. Well, the mortgage companies, little secret, guys. Two things. You're in. Look, I have a lot of friends that are real estate agents too. But your real estate agent and your mortgage company, they want you to do it as big and as often as possible mm-hmm. because they get paid off of that. So just recognize that. But that's what mortgage rates are lower than they've ever been, and they try to really push that up and take advantage of it. So it's it's a misstatement in the fact that. They really kind of use it to manipulate you on exactly pushing right. those numbers way up. It, yep. it really is something you have to be aware, aware of. And then I put this one. This one, look, 
if Joanna and Chip Gaines ever want to be friends, want to go out to dinner, open invitation, love to do you. <laughs> do that. But I, here's the thing. When I'm watching their show, or the, when I watch their old reruns, because they're not really doing that old version sure. of the show, it used to crack me up. And now you just built a house. Oh, so you yeah. know what I'm talking about. When Chip Gaines talks about repairing a kitchen, and he says, yeah, we did this kitchen for $12,000, I look at it, and I'm like, whoa. I'm like, they what, have, which corner was they that? They have the granite that spills all the way over to the ground. They have the stainless steel package. They have the built-in fridge. I bet their appliance package was twelve grand. Yeah. but he says he did that whole kitchen for twelve grand. It is malarkey, That's right. and it is a misstatement and a manipulation because – Remember, what is going on when you watch HGTV? They're trying to get you excited about going out there and buying real estate, improving your house. So a lot of the goods that are used on their show, donate it. Mm-hmm. They're, no, no, they're not paying for it. So yeah, for Chip Gaines on that show, it was $10,000. You go do it, it's going to be $65,000. Yep. But it's just one of those things, it's a manipulation to get you to move forward and do something you might not be able to afford. Like I said, nothing wrong with home ownership. Just be aware of what's going on when you're watching your favorite HGTV personality. And then I, th- I think the next one that we end up seeing in our 30s as it relates to the invisible social contract is this idea that I somehow have to become the absolute very best version of myself. Yeah. I have to be the absolute best parent. I must have the most impressive And that looks life. a certain way. It I mean, does. that's what that's they're right. playing. Like, and Let me go ahead and give you some examples. Anybody who watches America's Funniest Home Videos, mm-hmm. who's one of the biggest advertisers? You watch Blackish, the TV show. What do they always show? They show everybody, and what do they do? We just had the Super Bowl. What do they say after you win the Super Bowl? We're going to Disney that's World. Right. I mean, everybody, you got to take that. And I love Disney. Y'all know I'm a Disney fanatic. But you might not be able to afford to go to Disney, but they are making it feel like to live your best life ever, you take the kids to Disney. It is a, an invisible social contract. You yep. don't even realize this stuff is going on. And then, you know, we even put this stuff, you know, on how you treat your kids, mm-hmm. you know, on how you, you because it's not uncommon because we talk about millionaire next door, talking about concepts. One of the biggest things you can do for your children is not provide them economic outpatient care. But that is not what happens. Sometimes it's not uncommon to have two siblings, one that's really good with money and one that is horrible, and parents will try to equalize their children to try to make them both have the Mm -hmm. same outcome. They're not helping. That is an invisible social contract, Um, extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. all the travel sports with kids. It's coming for you, Bo. Wait until you find out. Well, The one on here I can see that's freaking me out is like family pets. And look, there's nothing at all wrong with family pets, but I can't tell you how many friends I have. They're like, oh, we got married. We got to go get a dog or we got to go get – maybe if that's what like makes sense for you. But when you make that decision – Recognize that's a big decision. Do that because it's something that you actually want to do that matters to you, not because society wants to see Fluffy running around in your front yard. All right. We just picked on your 30s. Now we're headed into the 40s. So let's let's talk about this. This is and, – and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you all how the 40s is. This sounded, when I wrote this, I was like, I don't know that it needs to sound that deep. But it is where you do realize – your mortality is legit. Mm-hmm. This is why people have midlife crises and other things, because you might be over the halfway point in life or right there at it. And you've also started having a little bit of success now to where where the sales, fo- the sales folks really are looking at you, kind of like a black bear does at a campsite that has a bunch of open jars of Costco peanut butter. I mean, it really is one of those things where this is where the retailers... Is that a... Is that a thing to black Look, bears when you like go, you No, know, when you go camping in the Tennessee mountains, they will tell you secure your camp Pe- groceries your, and your everything. Else. Why, have you ever been to the mountains and seen what they do to trash cans? They got they got trash cans in I the just, ground, Bo. I just had black to, bears can get into stuff. And I that's assumed, the way retailers look at you. I assumed it was bacon and meats. I didn't know it was the peanut butter that they were going, that they were going okay. after. Maybe I could have instead of black bears, I could have talked about my pug Winston. There we the, go. The, you he know, he's deceased now, but he loved him some peanut butter. <laughs> but look, I love peanut butter. So maybe that's maybe I'm a black bear that needed some peanut butter it. and I was thinking about it in those terms. I love it. But it is, you're not immune. Your kids are getting older. Simplicity is getting away from you, and you have all these social contracts that are being laid on you that you feel like you have to accomplish. Yep. So let's jump in these. Pride and fear. This is the part where, oh my goodness, I'm getting older. Can I fight this? Mm-hmm. So that's all, that's the pride part, the ego. But then it's the fear part of that, oh my gosh, I'm getting older, so I need to do these things for health as well. Yeah, I, I think one of the things where we see this, and, and I think 
I think this one actually manifests both in a pride and a fear sense. Is we call them dumb doctor deals. These, yep. these things that folks who kind of are around this age, they get into, and they do it generally for one or two reasons. Even they've reached a level where they think, oh, I need to be doing more, something more complicated, something more aggressive. Why would I want to do an index more, fund. Everybody yeah, does it's index just not funds. Enough. Or this fear idea of, oh, man, I'm kind of behind the eight ball. I got to catch up. So I got to go be in this really aggressive, crazy yep. type of thing. Who, what is it that makes you think that's actually the best thing, in, the, the thing that's best for you? It's probably something that someone else has said, not because it's actually what's in your best interest. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest things I can't stand about dumb doctor deals is, is that a lot of doctors think this is what success looks mm-hmm. like, so this is why they get roped into this. The, yep. re, the seller knows that they make good incomes. Doctors fall prey to the ego that, hey, I don't buy what ordinary people buy. I'm smarter than that. And they fall right hook, line, and sinker into something that's complex, expensive, and probably less than ideal for their net worth statement. Another one I think that is really uh, frustrating that I see in my 40s, and you're going to be able to speak to this much better than I can because I don't fully get it yet, but I'm sure I will one day, is this idea of the negativity of aging, right? The negativity of like... Now we have to start looking at like vitamin supplements and skincare and plastic surgery I'll and tell all you what's going on. Things. I feel this is that you're like I'm having a good time. I don't feel old. I'm still very mobile. I still exercise. I'm having a great time. But you realize, oh my God, I'm at halfway. <laughs> I better. I got to do something to stay above ground. I mean, Pitbull has it in some of his lyrics. You know, you hear he's thinking about these things yeah. too because it is. You're like I'm getting older. So I better buy some products that are going to not only make me healthier, make me look younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there, there's all kind of treatments. I mean, you can't turn on the TV without some type of um, cosmetic surgery or diet pill. There's all these things yep. or the big hurt pushing testosterone on you. Uh-huh. I mean, these things are everywhere trying to tell you to be the best version of yourself. It's playing upon your ego as well as the fear that, Time is getting shorter, so you better do something about it to protect yourself. And I do feel like this is also that age where a lot of folks, because of the ego, they do start thinking, oh, well, now I need to go buy the vacation home or the RV or the boat or the sports car. And, oh, okay, I have a healthy income. I can afford it. I can do the monthly oh, payment yeah. I mean, I've had friends that have bought the RVs that create the memories. And look, like, do you believe they gave this to me for $200 a month? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, because it depreciated like a rock. You'll own it. You'll be paying those $200 for the rest of your life. But it is That's one right. of those things. It, it, you can afford anything $200 at a time. Yep. Pay attention to this stuff. because And that leads to kind of mistruths and manipulations. Um, examples here. This is the part where you're asking yourself, is this as good as it gets? Um, I'm thinking about like midlife crises. Mm-hmm. And here, this is the point where you're wondering, is the grass greener? This is a mis, you know, you're kind of, you're misleading yourself thinking, you know, am I doing everything I'm supposed to? Should I go elsewhere? Right. And, I, and it's really scary manipulating yourself in that way. And this is the part also as a parent, we've already talked to for about 20 year olds with colleges. Parents do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We really feel like we got to send our kids to the best and yep. greatest school to give them the best opportunities you just have to be careful about these things. And the kids are growing up, so you do these grand gestures of huge vacations, the European vacation. That's fine. Just make sure you can actually afford it. That, that's one of the things you said, Brent. You know, we talk about, like, the, the, the senior trip you want to take on. Because you've even talked about this. You're trying to put things in your family because you know that your daughter will be going off to school soon. And you recognize you should do this. But those things don't have to be expensive. They just have yeah. to be done and be memorable, being something where you build, build those sorts of memories with your kids. That's a good point. Just because memories don't have to be expensive. That's exactly right. Uh, they, they make sure you form Like I said, if you're financing vacations, you're doing it wrong. Yep. It will have a hangover is what it's going to create for you, a debt hangover. So let's talk about invisible social contracts. This is, um, this is you know, it all ties into best life ever. You know, this is also where salespeople will jump in there, free steak dinners. I, I get, um, I'm not even going to say the wealth managers, but I knew that I obviously had started making on the success databases. When I started getting, there's a, a financial advisory firm that sends out free steak dinner seminars all over oh. the country. I get them all the time now. I'm trying to figure out if Can I should Can you take a plus to, one? I don't think I, they'd I'd let me in. For, I, I, think I think they I'm, even have in the disclosure that if you are a financial representative, you're not supposed you can't to go. go get your free steak but dinner. it is free steak. Why do you think they're offering you free steak dinners, guys? On the on the on the free social on the social contract, they're thinking you come up, you get the free steak dinner. You're probably gonna walk away 
with a new financial advisor or an annuity or some other financial product that maybe it's okay, but it definitely was kind of greased through the process by using this invisible social contract. How about this one? How about when you and your spouse go on a vacation and they say, hey, do you want a free hour, two hours in the massage or do you want to go on this free excursion? All you got to do is sit through, just sit through a little presentation about how wonderful it is to own our property yeah. and we'll send you on a free fill in the blank. There's a reason they're doing that because that's the prime time where they think if you get this free thing, you got to sit the presentation, they can sell you on their timeshare, their property ownership, or whatever the thing is that they're pitching. Anything that you have to grease the skids with huge gifts, I ought to tell you timeshares are not the great. Now, look, I know if some of you are going to write me and you're going to say, I love my timeshare. That's great. Tell me in 30 years if you still love your timeshare because that's the thing. is you, You're basically saying a blood pact when you do these things. Um, the, the, you know, I think I put on there once in a lifetime senior trips or the, the sweet 16 mm -hmm. parties, all these other things you feel like you have to do with your kids. There's a reason Clark Griswold and all those vacation movies kind of touched so many of us because we feel the pressure of trying to create these most spectacular epic journeys and memories for our kids that they kind of national lampoons made a lot of funny, funny and a lot yep. of money off of the whole process. And the other thing I think that we see too, is when you do get in the forties and you start getting that place, you start thinking, well, now I have to upgrade because I yeah. can, because I've reached the point I have to buy the bigger house or buy the bigger car, put the swimming pool in. And there's nothing wrong with doing those things. What's wrong is when you do those things because you just think it's the next step, not because you actually place value on it. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to swim upstream just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly right. um, pay, make sure you under, it fits into your why and all your financial planning goals, that it's not some manipulation by this inner voice telling you this is where I'm at and this is what success looks like. Let's talk about 50 and 60-year-olds. You know, these are the people, as I told you, in your 40s, you kind of realize you're not going to be on the planet forever. But now you're trying to organize your finances. You're trying to minimize risk because you're at the point you feel like you've kind of won the game. So if I can take an, any type of pain point and put it over here away from me, that's better. And a lot of salespeople are going to manipulate your desire that you're avoiding uncomfortableness. And that's not necessarily a good thing for you. Also, you have adult children mm -hmm. that are starting to come into their own, but they still are having a little trouble jumping out of the nest. So they have their hands out and they're kind of hoping you will help mama and daddy bird will help them out with the process. You have to make sure you figure out how this all works and you're not manipulated in a bad way. Yeah. So I think when we think about kind of the, the first tactic, this pride and fear, I, I do think that this is probably the, the stage where fear is the most prevalent. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's pride, pride, pride. I think once we do get into the 50s and 60s, there's a psychological thing that changes when you move from being in the workforce to potentially thinking about exiting the workforce, that it just changes your psychology. And so there's a lot of fear that enters into the equation. And, and I think that, especially in our industry, folks recognize that and recognize they can capitalize oh, on that. Oh, it's a rich marketplace. You can sell with fear. It's a very easy sales tactic. Equity index annuities, they supposedly offer you, it's a ratchet thing where they say, you can't lose money. That's the ratchet where it doesn't go down, but it keeps going up with the markets. Mm -hmm. What they don't tell you is that there's usually, they limit how much you can make in the good years, like last year. Market, the S&P 500 made over 30%. Yep. If you were in an equity index annuity, depending upon your participation rate, you might have capped out at 7%, 9%. Who do you think kept all that money up above those things just so that they can protect you from two out of 10 years? Because that's usually historically, it's only two negative years out of every 10 years. So they're trying to help you avoid those pain points. That's equity index annuities. They're complicated. Mm -hmm. Long-term care insurance. Oh, that's another big one Look, we see. Long-term care insurance could be a healthy thing, but this thing is so manipulated by the insurance industry that every client that we have that has old long-term care policies, we, it's not uncommon now for the insurance companies to be going back to the state insurance commissioners and having huge premium yep. increases. So they didn't keep the promises they had made to that's these right. people that when they sold these products 15, 20 years ago, now they're getting 15, 20% premium increases and you have to do it. I mean, it's, it's really a scary thing. And then this is also the part where the ego plays in vacation properties oh, and, yeah. and all the things you're trying to keep up. You know, 
Keeping up with the Joneses doesn't end when you graduate past your 30s. Nope. You, you experience this throughout life. You don't ever graduate high school, guys. That's the truth of the matter. You're always going to be keeping up with your peers. Just don't let it impact your finances in a negative way. Yep, and I, th- I think that there's also – so obviously fear is a big thing. But even though you, you've, you've been around for a while, you have a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge you've accumulated – uh, manipulation and mistruth still exist, mm-hmm. and they might be just as prevalent here as they were even to the 20-year-olds. Well, I think you know a lot of where I see this is for things to be good, they must be complex. That's right. They must yep. be sophisticated. You know, it's, it's that's why you know it's one of those things you have to be careful if if somebody is offering you. Not only is it the free steak dinners at this stage, it's also the estate planners that will they probably offer you a steak dinner too, but they have the three ring binder with. 26 different LLCs you need to set up to protect yourself. I see these seminars, estate planners all the time. You have to be careful because you're going to create a very complicated, I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. It's just make sure your estate plan reflects what you need and you're not being sold something through a manipulation. How about this one? We see this one all the time. Someone will say, oh, you know, I feel like I'm behind the curve, but I want to go ahead and retire oh, well, maybe you should consider looking at a reverse mortgage. You have all this equity tied up in your house. Why wouldn't you capitalize on that? Yeah, maybe there's some ground and possibly, potentially, maybe using that as a solution for a very small segment. But that's probably not a widespread solution that most people want to undertake. It's pretty complex. They've taken something... You have a lot of equity, and they're trying to create a very simple solution. But the the truth of the matter is, it's a very complex product. Yep. So you just have to know a lot what's going on. And then, Bo, we see this all the time: is that parents and grandparents will react because they get so scared. Um, and, and this is not a manipulate, but it's it, it's one of those things where they're trying to get things out of their state. They oh, they, yeah. they think that if I just gift it, if I get it out of here, they that they will they will usually make a bad estate mm-hmm. planning thing. Understand what's going on before you start making large decisions. And understand who you're accepting counsel from. Just because, you know, your second cousin twice removed who lives on the street told you how you should execute your state plan, perhaps they might not be the best uh, best resource to figure those kind, kinds of complicated things out. Um, invisible social contracts. Okay. Bro. I want to kind of close out with this one is that this is, once again, how many times, and by the way, if you get on these, I don't know how we're on this mailing list because I'm only in my 40s. I'm in my late 40s, but this is already being put in our head. Maybe that's maybe that's the secret. This is the invisible social contract. They start sending this out to 40-year-olds <laughs> so that by the time you're in your 50s and 60s, you're, you're actually buy the trigger. But Viking River Cruises. I mean, you oh, can't watch PBS. Getting... You can't watch PBS without a Viking River Cruise advertisement. And then when you get to a certain age, you start getting these in the mail. It's probably the same mailing list that gets me all these financial advisors, steak dinners yeah. list. But you will see this. And so a lot of people, when you get to a level of success and a certain age, you're like, well, I guess to be the best version of myself, the invisible social contract says, I'm going to go take a river, go cruise. a river cruise. And there's nothing wrong with a river cruise. I'm just telling you, make sure you're doing it for the right reason, not just because there's this manipulation or this invisible social contract that's pushing you. Also, think about all the charitable dinners oh, that yeah. you get invited to. You know that they're giving you these charitable dinners, these big events you're going to. Because they're greasing the skids to get you to give more money. And there's like there's nothing wrong with that. Very good thing, but just know what's going that's on. Exactly when you get right. nothing's really a free, there's no free lunch. Yep. That's, that's the thing. And then we've already mentioned this, but it's worth repeating weddings. We saw that the average cost of a wedding is right around $34,000 right now. That is a social manipulation. It's an invisible contract that has been put in our heads. We need to spend this. That I don't know how you square that with that $34,000 average with that 60% of Americans can't come up with $1,000. You know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they can't come up with 1000 How are they paying for the weddings? I'm concerned that a lot of folks in that, in that age, they're just swiping it. It's yeah. all going on credit cards and they're just figuring it out later. That's terrifying because when you get to your 50s and 60s, you ought to be moving in a very different direction than that. All these things show me there's a lot of traps out there. Look, it is, I always think about finances as an obstacle course. And the fact that you have all these different obstacles where somebody is trying to get you to fall into a trap. The reality is, is becoming wealth is surprise, wealthy is surprisingly simple. Mm-hmm. Right. The pro, the, but the part is, we screw it up by just getting distracted, letting somebody pitch us on something we didn't need at the inappropriate time. And even though this inevitable wealth is so simple, 
somehow it never happens for the majority of people because they just never follow the easy steps. So that's what we always talk about when we do 401k mm-hmm. presentations, but we, we say it's this simple. If you can just make sure you're saving 20 to 25% of your income as early as possible and then go invest that let your army of dollar bills actually do the work for you and then don't get distracted stay you know consistent whether the markets are up whether the markets are down just keep barreling through it just keep driving through it like days of thunder style you will be fine in the long term but that is so simple but yet so few people actually make it through the gauntlet. And the truth is, is there are going to be people all on the way that are going to try to take your eyes off of the ball. All these traps, all these manipulations exist. So if you can be aware of it, it's going to just set you up to make much better decisions as you move through your financial journey. So, Bo, we have, um, if you go to moneyguy.com, tons of new resources. You guys have to go check out our resource page. we got lots of cool downloads. Give them a teaser. I think we have eight questions to ask financial yeah, advisors. So if you're somebody who's thinking about going to hire a financial advisor, we're actually going to equip you with eight questions. You can print them, take them, ask them. It'll help you know how your advisor is set up, how they get paid, what they do for you, whether they're working in your best interest or not your best interest. That is for you. It's free. It's available. If you have an advisor you're already working with, Maybe ask them these questions. It should hopefully start a great conversation. Um, And then we also have our wealth multiplier that's going to be out there too. If you want to see just how powerful your dollars can be at every age, starting at 20 all the way to 65, go check out our wealth multiplier resource at moneyguy.com. So you hear this. we got free resources on moneyguy.com. You just listen to us give a show. And by the way, this is what I would consider a more touchy-feely show. We have a lot of deep dives on the numbers as well, but you'll notice a trend. A lot of this is free information. You go scratch your head and go, these guys are just giving it away. What what the heck is the catch? There has to be a catch. I kept waiting for an infomercial to come in at some pitch at some point. Here is the catch. We call it the abundance cycle. I want you to come here. I want you to learn, apply, grow. You're going to continue to have a level of success. And then one point you're going to get so uncomfortable with the success that you realize that you are now the CEO of an enterprise that is so big that if you make a misstep, or you don't know what you don't know, the blind spots you might have in your financial life. You're like, I need to get somebody in here to help me. You go remember who was the pe- who was the person planting the seeds of that giant live oak that has now turned into your financial enterprise. And you go consider taking the relationship to the next level. We've been doing this since 2006 with the Money Guy podcast. That's now the Money Guy YouTube channel and all the other ways we're connecting. But we've actually had a wealth management business running since 2002. So we want you to take advantage of all the all of our opportunities, all of our advisors, all of our experience. If you think this is great, wait until you actually work with us. I love it. If you haven't had a chance to go check out the YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, go check out our YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe. Uh, We have a big goal for 2020, so if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do that so we can keep you updated when we put new information out. No, seriously, we want 100,000 by 1231. We're about to cross 52,000 any second now, so we need you guys to help us double by year end. So let's make it happen. Money Guy team, out. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment or legal advice. (laughs) 